Welcome back to the On the Hunt podcast. We're here in the shop again tonight. I'm Luke. I'm Dustin. I'm Trey. And special, special <laughs> guest, Josh, the Iron Man Horton is with us tonight. Happy to be here. Good to have you, Josh. How's everybody doing? Good. I'm ready. I'm ready for uh, ready for the, the week to get over with where we can worship and praise and learn Sunday. You're that excited for church? Oh, all the time. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's amazing. That's my people. Yeah. 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 You miss a Sunday and it's like it's like your your whole wor- your whole week's off, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't see none of your friends, nothing, which it's like you, the family. You it's know? like you skip the gas station. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I'm, when you're I'm running on E. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yep. The not forsaken assembly of saints is a is a really really great great passage, man, for you to spend time with those who are like minded. So I love Wednesdays and our nights here, and then Sundays as well. But uh, Josh, you want to? Um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where, where you Where you from? What you're doing here? How you got here to to the great state of Tennessee? Uh, hobbies, all that stuff. So, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. So, my name is Josh Horton. I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, Boom. Yeah. Texas is still superior. <laughs> um, okay. You got that want want button on here. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to find it real quick. <laughs> yeah. Texas DJ would have had it already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh, my it's wife and I, we moved up here. We got stationed at Millington. She's a PA for the Navy. Um, and I'm an aquatics manager down in Collierville. Gotcha. Uh, what about your what about your salvation, man? When did you come to know the Lord? I came to know the Lord in 2004. Um, actually, February 15th of 2004. Oh wow! You're today's your day. Today's today's last number week 20. was Dustin's day. You're still this twenty. Twenty. That's awesome! Congratulations. You're old. <laughs> no, Evidently <I'm> so. <laughs> <laughs> or you just awesome. or you just been saved longer and a lot wiser than there us. There we you go. Did, you created sense. you created a lot less damage to your probably your body and to your your mind and you know. That, that's why he leads Trey's class that Trey teaches. <laughs> Nah, it's nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, uh, Josh is definitely superiorly smarter than I am. <laughs> you late to the game it. on that one, dog. No, nah, we, we co-teach. We yeah. co-teach. <laughs> Josh and I have a lot of fun. We we are hard on each other, but it's all out of love. Mm-hmm. So, um, how old were you? I was six. Six years old. Six whole years old. But uh, kind of something that if you... If you know me, um, I act a lot older than I am. I'm not out of like a pat myself on the back maturity kind of thing, but more of a, uh, I have a bald spot at 26. I enjoy going to bed early. I like waking up early. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just an old man. Yeah. Uh, long walks on the beach. Long walks on the beach. Well, long runs on the beach for me. Yeah. How, how'd say. you get, How'd you get your name Iron Man? Um, and that was not self-appointed. I'd like to make that clear, but um, it's predestined. It was definitely predestined before the foundations <laughs> of the earth. Oh my God! Hold on a second. Before we go there, 
just talk about six years old and salvation at six years old is pretty pretty incredible yeah and so, i mean obviously there's a there's a lot of understanding that comes from age as you get older yeah um i i realized my i recognized and realized my need for a savior at that age um and as i got older i realized it went a lot deeper than that yeah and there was a lot more that i had to take care of and deal with in order to uh, continue the Christian walk. Yeah. It wasn't just as simple as praying prayer, getting baptized and all that good stuff. Yeah. So you were broken hearted about sin at six though. That's pretty, that's pretty cool that you can grasp it because I'm not saying it's not possible. I believe without a doubt, if you remember the date and all of that and you knew what happened and how that, all that took place. And then you, you know, obviously you're now 20 years later and you're, you're talking about it. Um, obviously it's, it's, it can definitely be genuine. You know, a lot of people always argue what the age of accountability is, and that's why yeah. I, that's just a, a part, that's just something that you can show. Much you know, yeah. And I, I definitely, I definitely agree with the arguments of age of accountability for sure. Um, they're different, you know. There is, it's different for each person. Yeah. Um, and I know for me, when I was between thirteen and fourteen, um, the the gospel again hit me like a ton of bricks. Like just one of those, I don't know if like recommitment is the right word, but just where it hit me even harder and a lot heavier. And um, I had a greater appreciation yeah. for what was done for me. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So graduated high school in Texas, mm -hmm. ended up in Arkansas, went to, the yeah, went to the University of Arkansas. So really you don't know what you're in. Now you're in Tennessee, so you really, you really don't know what's going on. You really don't know what you like and what's going on. You know, just a drifter. Which is good. <laughs> so you, you went up to Arkansas. Then you ended up meeting your wife there, right? Yeah, I met Kerrigan at Arkansas. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. is yep. she, so she's not from Texas? No, she is from Texas. She grew up about an hour north of me. And y'all didn't know each other until yep. you moved. Texas is a very big place. No, I get it. But uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, an like hour. We, like large trip. Like not a clue. Not like a clue. the biggest state in the union. I get it. But an hour north of us is, you know, Dyersburg. <laughs> and I know 100 people over there. So I just... You're just popular, man. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows Trey Johns. I mean, like kind of the the circles that my wife and I would have been in when we were in Texas. There's no way we would have ever crossed paths. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So y'all met there, and then obviously tied the knot. Y'all staying? Did you stay in Arkansas to her to get her um, her degrees and all that, or would y'all do? Oh man, because I know she's gonna listen to this. She's gonna kick me over this. She's actually a year older than me. That's okay. That's hey, all right. Courtney's yeah. a year older than I am. My wife is two years older than me. All right. And there is one point in the year where she's three years old. Yeah, but just for a few days, and then yeah. we turn. And we uh, and I've got the same thing, but one and two. Yeah, but it sounds it sounds really good for a little while. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, married me an older woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely gonna get kicked for that. But um. No, so she graduated a year before I did. Um, she was at PA school at UT Southwestern in Dallas, Texas. And I finished my degree at Arkansas. Um, and then I moved back to Dallas in my parents' house for a little bit um, before we got engaged in October yeah. of 2020 and then got married in April of 2021. I got you. So, so you, got, you, got married, you got engaged right around COVID hit, huh? Right around that time and then got mar married a year later, you said? No, April? So it was... Yeah, we were, well, Texas, we were masks off in October, pretty much, um, but got engaged 
October 10th of 2020, married on April 2nd of 2021. Very short engagement. I apologize to my in-laws a thousand times for that one. Yeah. No, it's all right. (laughs) It's all right. I think it's great and wise to to hurry it up. So, um, and then y'all migrated uh, uh, east to Tennessee. She got a job here and you did too. Mm Mm-hmm. And you found the church we're at, and now you're um, teaching and just became an ordained deacon, helping us out there in that mm-hmm. position. So grateful for you there. So now, now you. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No. Sorry to ruin the moment earlier. No, I just didn't want to jump over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah, mean, I know, I know. He couldn't be an Iron Man <clears throat> unless we understood, you know, who makes him who he is. You know what I'm saying? Who Let's make, try to keep it spiritual. The cornerstone. Yeah. Who makes him a man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. So, how did you become an Ironman? Ironman. I have completed two full distance Ironmans. Um, so that's it's a long course triathlon. You swim, bike, run. You swim two point four miles. You bike one hundred and twelve, and you run twenty six point two miles. And that's just a full marathon. And you do that back to back to back in the same day. Easy I'd, stuff, huh? Yeah, I puke seventeen what, times. What's first? Swim. So in the ocean. Yes. With sandy, with salt water, which would be just absolutely terrible. Yeah, they've got they got a little freshwater station that you can rinse off. Yeah. At. Remember that was the first thing I asked you. I was like, yeah. "What do you do about running a marathon after?" Because I could like I don't even like walking from the beach to my to the condo <laughs> in wet salt water pants or shorts. Yeah, it, you know, like it's it's, a, that's why we don't take our wife to the beach. Yeah, I'm not much on it, but. But I'm a little heftier guy. My legs rub together a little bit more than some. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My legs also rub together. Yeah. So, so and, we, and we talked about that a little bit off air. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the, didn't make the cut. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then you do. So you do your swim, then your bike, uh, bike, and and then the after you're completely exhausted, then you have to run a a marathon. Only if you don't train right. What do you mean? You're exhausted? Well, if I mean, if you are, you know, holding too high watts for too long on the bike, you will burn yourself out for the run. So you yeah. have to you have yeah. to be able to pace yourself. Yeah. What's a what's a good time on that? Um, probably the average finishing time is somewhere between thirteen and fifteen hours. What have you been doing it? Uh, both of my times were within a minute of each other. Wow. Really? Yep. That's, that's crazy. crazy. One at fourteen fifty one, and the other at fourteen fifty two. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's good, man. Plus well, consistent anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm I'm not like a I'm not a speed demon by any means. Yeah. I mean, there's I see I see you jogging around like town whenever I drop the kids yeah, off at school be, in the morning. You'll, you'll be literally be, you know what yeah. I'm saying? You'll literally be driving through a toker Mumford down the highway and look over and see this guy running down the highway. You're like, Oh, there's Josh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I went to we were we were practicing softball for church <laughs> softball league and I was like, Who is this nutcase riding down, running down the the highway? And he showed up for it's practice. Fifteen minutes later, he Josh was, like, was he was sweating. And I was like, "What was, like, was that you?" He's he just like, ran. Yeah, I ran. I was like, "Where'd you run from? My house?" I'm like, "Oh no." That was just about five and a half miles away. Well, it's still. And I didn't have to run back. It's just me thinking how far. You know, it's just a little bit of. It just seems like a long way. Yeah. Think about it. When, when's the last time we ran? I actually ran on that elliptical the other day for about five minutes. <laughs> but that's about don't it. don't overdo yourself. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> The dust on that elliptical yeah. would disagree. That's yeah. what it's 
I put, he put weights in the floor just to <laughs> yeah, make, he did. make it look like I've been doing something around yeah, here. He's been doing some cleans over <laughs> yeah. there. Max day, 25s. Yeah, yeah 25s on each side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, both both of those Ironmans were very long days. I bet. How many marathons you done? Uh, counting the Ironmans, four. Gotcha. And then you do some, some ten, whatever you call them, 10 milers or whatever you've been doing. You did one recently at Shelby Forums. Uh, yeah, so I every pretty much every Monday, Tuesday um, since December, I do a ten mile run out at Shelby Farms, and then on the weekends I'll do uh, between ten and fifteen miles at Shelby Forest. Yep, that's cool, man. I mean, you got that dog. Great, in. great hobby. You know, it's a great hobby. So if, if if you're into that stuff, you know, so well, awesome on the congratulations on the Iron Man. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, again, what congratulations on your twenty year. Uh, spiritual birthday. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome too. Uh, we do have another special event that is that is uh, taking, taking place. Him. Finally, it's about time. Finally, he got that dog in him. Finally, <laughs> finally, Trey is is uh, is engaged. So. He's he's betrothed. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. been a long time coming. <laughs> I guess it's been eighty four years. <clears throat> Courtney said. She said that she knew it was getting close because everybody at church quit asking her when we were going to get married. She said that was like a dead giveaway. That did, means that you done told somebody. Did you everybody? Did you, did you even tell anyone at church? Everybody she, at the church knew. He probably you, told me, and then well, I told you, everybody. You, you else. can't keep a secret to save your life. <laughs> yeah. I can keep a secret. Don't do a confessional with Dustin. Uh, that's <laughs> not, that's Y'all not ain't true. gonna believe what he just told me. <laughs> yeah. You ain't, don't, don't the stuff I know, the stuff I know. You don't even want to get into. Some but of here it is. Yeah. I guarantee if he's good, if he's got turkey goblin somewhere, he ain't gonna yeah. tell nobody. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We're uh, we're engaged to be married, and um, we are getting married in about a month on Good Friday. So uh, ain't no sense in waiting around. We're not gonna have a big wedding. It's not what she wants, which is fine. It, I'll be okay. Um, I'm just gonna. Are you in your feels about that? A little He's bit? a little. No, it sounds about like it. No, no, no. I'll be okay. I think, I think Trey's a little bit of a bridezilla. No, absolutely not. But it was, you know, it's just weird. Like you never think you'll be in the position, or you would be in the position that you're in right now. You know, previously. Um, so, I, like, I'm not upset about it at all. But I would have always said that I'd have a nice big wedding, but it's fine. I don't care. Like, there's probably going to be eight or ten of us, and uh, we're just going to be, as Dad says, just as married as everybody else. Yeah. That's um, exactly right. Yeah. And we're, then we're going to go on a honeymoon where? Going to um, the Caribbean, uh, going to do a little cruising. We didn't want to do a resort or anything like that, so we're jumping on a boat, and we're going to. Cruising. The big question though is Mr. Tim gonna wear that denim jacket? That Please. thing flies. <laughs> he gonna wear them icy whites and uh and a and his gold ring, I promise yeah. you. Yeah. That'd be fun. Well congratulations <laughs> on that, dude. I'm I'm a, I'm excited for y'all. It's gonna be a gonna be a pretty awesome uh awesome time. Marriage is awesome, man. It's one of the a lot of people you hear a lot of people trash it and talk down about it. But yeah. if I could tell you the greatest thing that I've done except for coming to the end of myself and being saved would be marrying my wife. So can't put a price tag on a, on yeah. a, on a good, 
um, a good marriage, man. It is a, a mm-hmm. blessing for sure. We've Amen been, we've been, um, like I, me definitely, you know, my parents have been an excellent example, been married for a long time. Uh, really, all of my family, aunts, uncles have all been great examples for us. Um, so it's, it's a, a blessing for sure. Um, and I'm, I am excited. I know that, um, she's a good one. She's, she's sharp. Uh, she's a go-getter. Way smarter than you. Go ahead and say it. Bonafide. She's bonafide. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what that means, it? but we'll go with that. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Not a shoddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, man. We're, uh, we're in Philippians 1. Going to finish that up. We ready for that? Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, before we get there, man, let's let's pray and ask the Lord for some from wisdom and some guidance. Josh, you want to pray for us? Sure thing. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time we've been given to um, just discuss and um, talk about your word and you know be with one another and have this fellowship. Lord, I pray for our time together that you would be present and that you would just kind of guide the conversation to where it needs to be, Lord. Um, Thank you for all that you do, things seen and unseen. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I'll start finishing up Philippians, right? Yeah, finish up Philippians. We're going to read 27 through 30, then uh, start breaking it down a little bit. We'll Dude, we, we may. Are we going to break an hour? No, we're not. There's no way we can get well, it done. Yeah. I mean, y'all know we're, me. We're at I'm, 18, I'm, man. I'm, oh. the pa- I'm the pace pusher. Are you? Oh, uh, yeah. You going to drag this thing that's out or are you going to hurry this not thing what, up? That's not what pace pusher means. That means you're going to hurry this thing up? <laughs> yeah, buddy. But <laughs> what about... What, what, it's, it's whatever y'all want, though. Yeah, we'll get the... I mean, we're going to... We'll I mean, we got an it. hour and a half long church services. We can have a hour and a half long podcast. Yeah, last that's week true. it was an hour and 42 minutes, I think, and it took yeah. it took forever. Yeah, we need to probably shorten that one up a little bit yeah but i mean it was it was good you you, you don't think about me it. you had like yeah. it's it's we interviewed dustin we knew that was problem. that you was an hour in itself you know i'm finna talk <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm finna talk it's easy to get lost in in time when, you know this is fun we enjoy doing this we're sitting here it's not like we have microphones in front of us really or that we're you know, we're essentially just doing a bible study yep. coming together hanging out Yep, that's been what I like about it. It's kind of been turned into a organic little group of just studying the word together. So um, I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, 27, 28, 29, and 30 yeah, today, and then we'll jump in uh, to to two next week instead of trying to do that today. So go ahead, Bob. All right, verse start. We'll start at 27 here. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or I am absent. I, I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel and not frigid and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that and that from God. For it has for it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. All right. What, um, last week we kind of 
we, we talked about how we were, we, we didn't really get into it because I told you we would kind of hang, hang this, hang that one there and then get back to talk about it this week. But we know that, um, that the way that he, the manner that he's speaking, he's, he's thinking that he's going to be, um, hopefully going to see them pretty, you know, pretty soon to, uh, to be able to visit them again. And we know that it's not too, too long after that where he is, um, this is AD what, Luke? AD like 62, I think, somewhere like that. Yeah, 61, 62, yeah. something around in there. And, uh, and then um, we think around, around 64 is when um, Caesar Nero began to burn up Rome and, and kill Christians, and uh, we believe that Paul was part of that. So, you know, he's hopeful and wishing and wanting to, to go back and, and, and see these people. Um, but we kind of jump into that a little bit here in a, in a minute about how, whether no matter how it is, you know, if he gets to go or not, whether he's absent or not, that he gets to, you know, he's, he's hoping to hear about them. So, um, again, this is kind of uh, the marks we know of a, of a, uh, of a spiritual church, you know, a, a church that's, that loves the Lord, a church that's, that's actually doing something with what they've been taught He's in he's in prison. He's and he's writing to them. He's been supported financially by the the group of people. So they've been paying. They've been giving him you know money. They've been taking care of him while he is there, and um, so he's grateful. Been spending a ton of time you know in the very beginning of one, pretty much just praising them and thanking them of what all they have 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 done uh, and what they're continuing to do. So uh, in that twenty seven there, y'all have. Uh, Anything down your notes? I know you've been studying this uh, as far as uh, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel uh, of Christ. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you see there in that text? What does it mean to us? Not, not exactly what it means to me, but what does it actually truly mean? So I've got the NLT, um, so it's worded a little different. Uh, so That's the Tipton County version yeah. of the Bible. I love it. And... Uh, yeah. So, but so I, I think, which is good. Um, NLT is still a, a good version. We talked about that last night. Um, I mean, it's questionable, but it's it's all right. Occasionally questionable, but mostly reliable. It's solid. Yeah. So uh, it's as like what? I didn't. I didn't have a how solid. I didn't have a. Like, house, it's good. House built on the sand. Solid. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so anyway. Um, I think with the different translations, you get um, you get different takeaways from it. Um, mine says, above all, we must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Yep. So, whenever... Obviously, the, the first, above all, we must live as citizens of heaven. So how we act, um, you know, the, the what old saying, what would Jesus do? How we act, um, you know, when nobody else is looking or we're in a certain situation is going to say a lot about where you stand um, as a Christian, as, as people look at you. So I think, um, you know, obviously we should act the same way we would as if Jesus were physically standing in front of us. We know that Jesus is with us 
spiritually every day. Um, but I think a lot of people, you know, will, you know, not take into account or think about or um, use that in in a, in a day-to-day situation and, and not act like, um, you know, Jesus is actually there with them when he is. So we should act the same way when we're, you know, when we're, when we're <laughs> Josh is messing. <laughs> this is Josh and I every Wednesday night. Yeah. Don't me <laughs> He's on a roll. He's doing good. <clears throat> yeah, we're not going to make an hour. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should act the same, yeah. you know, either way. No. Yeah. So what it's, you're it's, saying is behavior-based. Huh? It's behavior. Yeah. Yes. And and in that in this time period here, Philippi was a Roman colony and it was a proud Roman colony. And it was, yeah, it was one of the good ones that Paul was referring right. to. Right. And Paul and Paul was uh, to me was kind of saying that then in the Greek term worthy of the gospel could also mean um it says here behave as citizens worthy or conduct yourself worthy i can't um yeah i can't sit next to him <laughs> and, <so. laughs> and but as of that paul's reminding them to look for christ as being worthy for christ instead of being worthy for caesar as of the model of behavior to to go after yeah pretty much you need to behave properly yep that's it <laughs> if i'd have said <laughs> if i'd have said that he'd be like mm, no. Could you expand on that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I would not well, have. And it, and it, hey, and if it was right, it would just say, in hey, two, you're right, Trey. I, I got mean, three and, pages and, and, and I'll expand today. on it briefly to, you know, to defend my buddy. Trey right here is also always bouncing back to the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22. Ooh. We know we know Paul writes that as well, and we know that we've got, we have discernible traits that Christians are supposed to have when they're marked by the Holy Spirit. And if those those traits aren't within you, then the fruit or the spirit might not be there. Yeah, you will know them by their fruit. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and when I think of that worthy part in Philippians, uh, that's yeah. immediately what I jump back to. Yeah. Did you listen last week? It's about ninety five percent of it. It's yep. It's a little like me. I, I get it. When you start, when we started studying the Bible, yeah. he quit. He got off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little lengthy last yeah. week. Yeah, it was. Um. So citizens of heaven should should behave accordingly. They're supposed to they're supposed yeah. to live rightly, right? Yep. Christians should be the same Christ-like. What's Christian mean? Christ-like. Yep. You're right. It does mean Christ-like. So if you're letting your if you're, <laughs> yes, way to go, Luke. Yeah, yes. You don't ever know if like when Dustin asks you something like that, like you're like, okay, this is a trick question. He's got <laughs> like it, it was an easy question, but it felt like a trap. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. I was not trying to set you up. Things so, trying to deceive us. So if you're letting your if, all right, so just just say, uh, and uh, and I love your point, Trey. Thank you. Actually, <laughs> yes. I just I just it took me a while to you know to collect all my thoughts and put all that 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 to get together you know to get it all together. But I, I do agree with you, with without a doubt, um, that you are um, definitely right when you said <laughs> what you said. <laughs> that we so I mean taking a page out of Trey's book, saying yeah. that many words. No, we're 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 to live our life Christ-like. We're to li- we're to behave properly, and we are to live like. Why do we live differently? Because of the fact that we live as in a sense that he's in. In, in heaven and we're we're here yeah. and he's and he's not watching or doesn't yeah. know what we're doing so 
I, I understand what you're saying. Yes, he's got his back like he's got his back turned to us. Yeah, we're gonna yep. try to get away with something. Well, it's integrity. Yep, for yeah. sure. I mean, what what manner of life? What should it look like? Every day, like your every day should be the same, and it should be to walk and look like Jesus. Yeah. You got anything else to add there? I think Trey summed it up really well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so if you're going to live your life worthy, he adds what there of the gospel of of Christ. So, you know, put that in there too. Explain that. You know, it's probably putting them two together. So you're living your your your. Let your manner of life be worthy. So the life that you live, let it be Christ-like. Let it be worthy. Live your life for a purpose. You know, live to honor the Lord. Live as a Christian. Try to glorify Him. Seek first the kingdom, His righteousness of the gospel of Jesus, uh, of the gospel of, of Christ. So what do you, you know, what, what, do you, what is He saying there? It's, I mean, it's not just in reference to Christ, but it's also in reference to the story of Christ. That we should be worthy of the fact that, you know, God incarnate came down to rescue us from our sins. Yep. That should alter the way that we live our life. You yep. know, you put them two together um, because of all that Christ has done and what he's done for us, all of that, putting that together, that should make your you live your life in a way that uh, honors him. We all fall short of this at times. Uh, yes, we want to do this daily, but we don't always... We don't always do this, and and that's one of the things that bothers you as as you know Christians, and you see others that claim it that they are a believer, but in reality, nothing about their lifestyle looks like that the gospel has altered their life, you know, and and it should. I know when I come into understanding of the gospel, I live differently. Yeah, and so a life transformation. We did an acrostic years ago. Um, we were one of the guys at church ended up getting saved just by us going through it in men's group. And it was, um, it was God's authority or God's creation for the G. And then you just talked about creation and what took place. And then you talked, you know, how he created man and his image and whatever. And then you went to the O and it was the offense of sin. And then we went to the sufficiency of, of Christ and then the personal response and then eternal urgency, you know, the day is the day of salvation and then life transformation. Mm -hmm. And so the L is missing you can have all of that right, but you can you can understand your you know understand that God created everything. You can understand that you're a sinner. You can understand the sufficiency of Christ. You can understand you need to do something about it. You can understand there's an eternal urgency, but there there must be a life transformation that takes place in a man's life when they come and understand the gospel. They must do something. Yeah, you know that you don't just say some prayer that some you know I don't know who come up with it. But, you know, and say, and then you're good and you can put a check mark by your name and think that you can go live and do whatever you want to do. You must live your life worthy. And that's that's factual. We know that that's something we all should be all should be doing. He continues there um, so that whether uh, I come and see you or am absent, that I may hear of you that you are standing firm. And just let's just let's just stop there and just look at that for for a moment um obviously that's a church that he's uh, that he's that he's proud of because he knows that, it, that whether he's there or not he knows that they're they're they're, they're doing stout. what they're supposed yeah, to be they're doing right. they're doing right they're strong yeah. you got anything yeah. on that 
Got a cricket no. button. I mean, I mean, kind, <laughs> yeah. of, kind of tangentially, or tangentially, if that's the right word. Um, kind of the way that I've I've always thought of the Philippian church is, and and I know most of us in here have managed people, or we we manage people. It's like that one employee you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Like that one that can close up shop, lock the doors, do everything the right way, get the job done, especially when you're not there. Yeah, the one that, that the one that makes you uh, feel like you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I did it. I did something good with that one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but in this it. case, the Holy Spirit's the manager, and yeah. Paul is just kind of a middle manager. Yeah, for sure. I love when people say, you know, the God is my co-pilot, like. Not dog. <laughs> Not even close. Not even <laughs> close. Yep. He's uh, my he's my ride or die. God's the one God's the one putting that plane in the air. <laughs> yeah. Not you. Uh, right. You're yeah. in the you're in the furthest seat in the back. <laughs> no doubt. Look in this real quick when we go. So he's he's saying that he's, you know, telling them what how to live their life. Let them be let it be, let their life be um live in a manner worthy of the gospel. Whether he comes or not, or if he's not there, that he he's wanting to hear that they're standing firm, and then he goes into like some marks, you know, or some some traits, I guess you could say there, um, and that we can di- kind of dissect for a moment. He said that he wants them to, to to know. Now it's it's important that you stand firm. Don't don't miss this part. He, that what is standing firm when you stand firm on something? What are you doing? Oh, you're holding your ground. I you're, mean, yeah, planting yourself like a tree. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So he's saying, whether no matter what happens, look, I want to be able to hear about you that you're standing firm. And he says, first thing is is uh, is one spirit. Yeah. What what is yeah. that there? You know, as far as one spirit, because you can break all this down. One spirit with one mind. You know, so go through all of these together. Uh, it's it's really it's, it's a unified body is what what you see. That he's that he's going through, but the first thing he brings up there is is in one spirit. Yep. So all together, one in one. Mine says, "I will know that you are standing together with one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news." So we're we're, you know, we talked to I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now, um, talking about we're all on the same team. Like there's no reason that we should be arguing about the minuscule stuff that doesn't really, like, matter. What matters is, you know, the the gospel and um, that we're all on the same team, not arguing about um, this or that, um, just trying to be unified. And that's what he's saying right here is that I know you you are standing together, one spirit, one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is good news. Yeah, one spirit meaning – that it is a group of actual, true, born-again believers that are together, standing Bona, firm together. Bonafide. Yeah. yeah. And I think something interesting when I kind of look through this is that, and, you know, with being Western, with being American, we love logical approaches to everything. If we can get something solved with a one, two, three step, that's how we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, and in this I see, so we got one spirit. That's mm-hmm. the spiritual. We have one mind. That's the mental component. Striving side by side. That's the physical component. And not to be frightened in anything by your opponents. That's the emotional component. Yeah. It's all encompassing to everything that we feel. Yeah. Ooh, that was. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That was tough. Eh? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Talking about Western. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. good. There goes my just, spot. There goes just, my. Just wait till they start throwing down them plausibility structures. Man, there goes my. <laughs> there goes my spot on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey guys, I just want to let you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got cut Luke. He, yeah. he didn't make the cut this week. We're just gonna. We're gonna go a different route. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll do it on the podcast though. We'll do it the third one. We need to let you. We'll let you go. We'll let you go out. Are you fiery? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My man doesn't even get to call HR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and do closing prayer. We'll see you. <laughs> All right. So, so one spirit. All right, we got that one. Means that members, they're they're all members of of, of a church. That, that are born again, obviously all your people are born again by the Spirit of Christ. All members have a uh, renewed spirit from the same exact source, so it's, it's all coming from the same place. It's, we know who that's coming from, same person, capital P person. You know, they must all be committed to the Lord Jesus Christ. They must all have a, a heart given to them, a new heart, so they're all converted people. That's one, one spirit. That's what they... Um, and what you call that? What what realm would that be there? The spiritual. Which one? The first one. Spiritual. Yep. And then you go into uh, the, the mind, which is your mental. So um, uh, you know, it's really cool. I, I just thought about uh, Psalm thirty-two when you said that. Uh, when when I think of Psalm thirty-two when David, um, it was Psalm thirty-two or fifty-one, uh, when he got confronted about the sin with Bathsheba. And he said, day and night, you know, the hand of discipline was heavy on me. And he and he actually talked through all the realms um, that he was dealing with, how how physically he was broken yeah. and mentally and spiritually. It's a, it's a super common David theme. Yeah. Um, and it's something that David puts into a ton of words, whereas mm-hmm. Paul puts it into one sentence. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. So, Which uh, is not very, like someone else we know. Yeah. It's not very Paul-like, yeah. is it? Yeah. So... One mind, they're all members um, set upon. What does that mean? What do you, what do you think it means to be? Um, I mean, what, when it, when he says you have the same one spirit, one mind, what does it mean to have one mind? Obviously, they have separate minds, but what does it mean to have one mind together? The, the same goal. Um, there you go. So think about you were talking earlier about um, people already across the world that have, have listened if we're one mind if we've got the same goal and we're all doing it like we're supposed to we are a forced to be reckoned with because um, it's gonna have a, the domino effect like I, it, you know if, if we're doing like we're supposed to um, and we can reach some people and that's the goal is to reach to, to give the good news um, fighting together for the faith which is the good news yeah so when you when you have a the same mind on stuff, obviously you are um, it says striving you know side by side. But when you have the same mind, I think that that gets in the way so much in you know in churches of having like, hey, what are we what are we doing? You know why are we why are we mad or why are we upset or why are we you know why are uh, we playing this song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we played that last week. <laughs> we yeah. played that seventy-two Sundays ago. Yeah. You know, just stuff. You know, just thinking through that. Like, are, are we not? That's that's a a hard thing to get through. You know, is just dealing with with like it ain't about me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that having that mindset. 
that you have to kind of get over yourself in certain areas of your of your life yeah. and ministry. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. You have yep. to say, okay, uh, uh, that it's going to be okay if yeah. we do that. If it doesn't, you know, if it's not crippling to the church or crippling to somebody or causing them to sin, and it makes you know, like, like I, I really truly, as far as our church goes, um, you know, if if if, if we are if my if one of the ladies at our church or one of the men at our church uh, say they're an, an older person and they come to me and say hey i want to hear old rugged cross next week i'm going to say on repeat i'm going to try to make that happen for you well why, why, and I we're, we're got yeah. the same goals we're trying to do the same thing you want to you want to ca- try to keep the unity within the body as much as you possibly can because you got to understand the people that are in that church we have the same goal our goal is to Coming to a church to be, you know, to learn the word together, to be changed by the word together, and to be outward focused where we're leaving the place and doing something with what we're being taught, you know. And if you come into a church, obviously, um, and and it, this, some of these small little things and you know personal things, we yeah. can, you can you just have to kind of be careful. You you want to make sure that you try to do everything you possibly can to to make sure that that you do keep the peace there and it's not that big of a deal. You know, mm-hmm. some of the stuff is not. But the the greatest thing is when you are all united and understanding what your what your goal is and what your purpose is, you know. Well, and it goes back to, um, I guess it was three weeks ago now where we were talking. I think it was three through twelve. I mean three through eleven. Um, you're talking about minor inconveniences and why do we let little things get in the way of of big big goals, big aspirations, um, when in reality those things don't matter and um it's a lot of times it's the devil um trying to interfere with something that could be great um and we have to let those little things go um swallow our pride sometimes be um humbled and humiliated um like jesus was his whole life uh in order to be progressive and and reach the the goals of of unity yeah, something a, a pastor told me a long time ago was no one quite gets in the way of progress like how we get in the way of our own progress. A hundred percent. Take two and, steps forward, one step back. And Satan uses that. Yeah. He, does, th- he doesn't, he doesn't always have to intervene. He's just going to let you do your thing. I think that's why he used the word after, after one mind striving side by side mm-hmm. because uh, you have to strive to to put forth the effort to keep that unity to mm-hmm. keep that cohesiveness because if you don't put that effort forth and, and yeah. strive for it then yeah. it's easy to let something come in in its place and, well, and, and with, I, with church I mean it's just like marriage too if if you don't put that effort in day in and day out things start to slip away yeah right. oh yeah and and I actually Somebody get mad, and don't say something to somebody or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. No. <laughs> yep. But down here it talks about uh in my in my study part down here at the bottom, it says striving for the gospel. And it said here that Paul's emphasis on unity may suggest that there could have been a small bit of division in that in, in the Philippian church. Yeah. If you go to four, two, three, it talks about I can't say these words, Eudea. Yeah. And sin Yes, there's two sisters that were quarreling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's and 
if you're not striving to to keep that cohesiveness, you know, yep. it, that can spiral out of control. Yeah, you know, there's disunity in there a little bit because in that letter, it's pretty short, and you know, and he writes that and he handles that in there, and he bring and and unfortunately, them women must have really been doing some feuding because he made an example out of them, and we're still talking about it today in 2024. These poor women, we're gonna meet them in glory and be like, yeah, all them two, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all them two women that was getting after it, y'all, and uh, y'all, y'all the old yeah. housewives yeah. of the New Testament, y'all like the, y'all like the old school Hatfields and McCoys, yep. Uh, so st- touch on that for a minute, striving side by side. What does that mean? We're locking arms. Yeah, we're unified. And we're working hard towards it. So, yeah. But when you are working hard, you have to work hard for that because it's not something that's easy. And we, and we know that just like you said with a marriage, you know, when you're in a church, you have to work and, gr- and grind and make sure that, that things work out. Marriage just don't just go well without you putting your effort into it. So um, just a question. Um, have I made y'all mad before? Furious? I mean, no, really. What? Have I made you mad? Maybe once or twice, but nothing I would ever have held on to or do you without telling you about it. Do you remember anything? It wasn't important enough to remember because I can't. It was last week when you were preaching on government. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you talking about government and taxes. Uh, yeah, I was mad um, at myself, too. <laughs> no, but I, I think there's definitely been times where... Uh, like it, something you've said has rubbed me the wrong way, whether it's like how Trey and I do our class or something, but it's always out of love. Yeah. Like I, I know you don't mean anything by it. Yeah. But man, sometimes it just gets under my skin. I understand. <laughs> but the thing is, and, and so I had an instance this past week where I did something, said something, didn't think about telling somebody something, and it, and it made them mad. But they didn't lash out and say anything. Mm-hmm. But they talked to me about it a little bit afterwards and said, I'm cool now. I just had to think about it for a moment. I understood your, yeah. I understood your your mindset behind what you did and what you said, and it wasn't anything you know, ill intent behind it. But the enemy, if you don't have that mindset going into stuff, look, we're we got the same goal here. Like, what are we doing as a church? You know, yeah. what is our what is our job? Like, you what are we trying to do? You can't just be closed minded to um, somebody thinking differently. You got to be kind of open minded. As long as everybody has the same goal, like we said, yeah, you can work it out. Yeah. Um, you know, that passage where two or more gathered in my name, I'll be there also. Uh, you church know, discipline. Yeah, has nothing <laughs> has nothing to do with like, uh, yeah, we're having church today. Two or more gathered, I'll be there. That, that, like, no, you have taken that and skewed it. Yeah. So, hey, we have it in the lobby of our church. You know, when you walk in, it's in our foyer. And I was like, everybody <laughs> thinks that probably means we're having church. But I hope everybody, once they learn, they know that we're going to have an issue. We're going to be mad at each other. We're going to work it out here. Mm-hmm. You know, but but I didn't I didn't want to I knew what the when it was put there that the, the you don't put that on a on a sign you know what I'm saying but it was a nice no, Hobby Lobby sign it's, it's like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven yeah I don't even mean that yeah. you know what I mean so so um but with that you know that's about church discipline that's meaning when you and another person are coming together to handle a dispute if I'm you and I are mad at each other Trey and which I'm sure you've been mad at me before. You ever been mad at me? He is looking at Trey right now. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not that I can. Not that it matters. You know, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I know Josh has been mad at you for sure. Have you? Oh yeah. But anyway, let's get back to the. <laughs> we won't talk let, about that. Let me, let me drop this bomb and walk away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we. Uh, been nice knowing you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So. We uh, when you when it's, you think about like that, that Trey, it's nothing like that. I have I have went into situations where I think I know the outcome, what's going to take place. I think that the, I think that all right, I'm fixing to leave here. I'm fixing to go into this 
this meeting or this conversation, guns blazing, I'm mad, I'm hot, I know what I'm going to say, I know how I'm going to approach the situation, I'm going to win this thing. And I went into our, I went into conversations like that with church people, you know, and and uh, and we pray before we uh, discuss whatever it may be because you do have conflict with with people. That's just people. And the Lord every time has given me an outcome that I that I was not prepared for, like in a good way, in a positive mm-hmm. way. You know, I was kind of scared you were about to say you were a psychic. A what? A psychic. A psychic? Yeah, like you can read people's minds. Why would I say that? I ain't no Cleo. <laughs> I got no I went clue to where he's getting that. <laughs> but so anyway, what's happened is uh, when you get when you when you sit down and you try to work something out with somebody, you're not going into it with the mind. You have to kind of you have to strive to to know that you're going into this to work things out with that person and not to win or one up because we're on the same team. We have the same mindset. We have the same goals. We should. Um, maybe not about the direction of a church. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had some difficult there, some conversations with people before about meeting with them, and you know, we just didn't agree on direction. We mm-hmm. agreed on the gospel, agreed on other things, but nothing that was like, you know, major. And we're still friends and still talk yeah. and all that. So, and, we ha- and you have to strive for that. Don't you think that we really we we over analyze those conversations before they even start. Oh yeah. We think like, we know I, what's going to happen. After I know I'm definitely guilty of that. And me and my cousin, we talk regularly and we were talking about that. <laughs> Trey's trying to offer me chapstick. That's so weird. <laughs> that he just used. <laughs> um, it's, it's, but I uh, think, I think we really, we, we overanalyze it and we overthink it and we go, okay, I am prepared for exactly what I feel the outcome is. Yeah. And 90% of the time, the other person is not remotely as heated as you thought they would be. Yep. And, and the I, Lord's I, been dealing with them and disciplining yep. them when they're a believer. That's what takes place. The Lord, yep. you know, disciplines them and men, men, ministers to them. Mm-hmm. And so you come into it with a, with both of you got mind, mindsets yep. of where you think it's going to go and yep. it doesn't. I mean, I, I, I deal with that at work all the time. I yep. mean, just pulled X for whatever reason, people are very, they just get kind of weird around water. I can't really explain it, but like we've got a sauna on our pool deck where I work and we had this guy last week. He came out in a towel and this dude, nothing underneath. Like there's children out there <laughs> and he gets in the sauna <laughs> and like I see this happening because like it's, it's not hard to tell when someone's not wearing their <laughs> underpants or, or shorts or a swimsuit. <laughs> he gets in the sauna and I, I walk over to him. I'm like, I'm like, sir, I need to talk to you real quick. He goes, yeah, man, what's going on? I'm like, you want to borrow a pair of my Speedos? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, and I'm, I'm walking into this situation thinking like, this dude's going to get super confrontational. He's going to be super harsh. Um, and I was like, I was there's like, children. I yeah. was like, man, you have got to wear something underneath that towel. <laughs> I was like, I was like, there's kids out here. He was like, like, what? Why? And I was like, like don't start that no go to the locker room you need to put some shorts on and like he he immediately kind of walked off and you know went back to the locker room whereas like i was preparing for like 10 rounds yeah and this dude was like just was, one rebuttal he and he was done to be the iron he, man, he thought he was you know thinking to take out he was gonna take off chasing him, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh yeah but uh, we we definitely overanalyzed yeah but it worked <laughs> out did he, did he put some shorts on to come back out uh, he did not come back okay. and he actually filed a complaint about me <laughs> okay. well I, I think there, it'd be okay there goes josh chasing yeah no, I'm, man. I'm i'm totally good yeah i, yeah. I figured so. Oh, yeah. always in the safety for the children yeah you think absolutely. you could have took him 
hundred percent. That's weird. <laughs> Oh, no, like, no, nobody wants to fight a naked guy. <laughs> that, that's where I was going with that. Josh said, "Yeah, uh, I was obviously assuming. <laughs> I was obviously oh, assuming this man would be clothed during a fight." <laughs> of course, Trey had to make it weird. Hey man, you said it. You, you go full up. Mr. Kenny's listening to this right now. Yeah, he is yeah. dying laughing yeah. in his car. <laughs> Go marry that old <laughs> Was that Mr. Kitty at the <laughs> Oh man <laughs> I think his last name was Arthur <laughs> Oh man <laughs> We need, we need a button and we can take a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> we get to laughing. Brought to you by Elite Plumbing. <laughs> we'll take a break. Oh my gracious. Okay. Oh man. Oh, man. I where, had no where, idea where, Mr. Kenny walked around and just. What you right. doing? Why did right. Tiff let All you right. out the house right. like that? Right. Ooh, okay. Oh, anyway, back to Jesus. <laughs> and there goes all seven <laughs> listeners we <Yeah>. get. <laughs> who was who was right, also striving. not clothed on the cross? Yeah, striving, <laughs> striving. Stri- don't try to make this super spiritual. You don't went too far off. Try to bring this thing back. <laughs> if there's one person that can bring it back on the rails, it's me. I yeah. got you. <laughs> all right. So Cast one mind. Clothes for lots. <laughs> Strash. <laughs> Hey, Striving man. side by side for the faith of the gospel. All right, so, uh, <laughs> all right, so, oh. so they're laboring earnestly for the same goal. We have the same same uh, mindset, obviously there, and then uh, same spirit, togetherness, working side by side, locking lock arms together, striving for uh, for unity for the for the same you know in a sense purpose there. Um, striving earnestly, laboring earnestly for the, the faith of the gospel, that is the, the Christian faith. So, um, any, any y'all got anything there as far as that goes before we get into to 28? No, I think we should go to 28. <laughs> yeah. So, he goes into 28, he kind of changes the, uh, changes the, the tone. He kind of talks about, um, being fearful, uh, for, uh, for the gospel. So he goes in, says, "Not frightened in anything by your opponents." So, what? Is, who? Who is that? Anybody who's not in Christ, non-believers, Op- opponents <clears throat> in Philippians would have been the Romans yep. under Nero. Yeah. Yep. So they are not to be um, terrified by the the enemies of the gospel. They need to be, you know, fearless in the face of, of persecution. And, and, you know, it has to hold some weight here as we know where he's actually writing from mm-hmm. and what he's been going through. And so when he's writing to them, obviously he has a, an idea of, of what, what's, gonna, what's up ahead. If he's dealing with it, they're going to probably be going to it, uh, through it as well. He said this is a, a clear sign to them of their destruction. So not frightening anything by your opponents, and because you're not frightened— by the way that they are acting and things that they are, are doing to you and why they are persecuting you, it is a clear sign that um, you know of their 
of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that from God. And I tell you what, I love those little caveats by Paul, where he's he's going into another attribute of God of being this ultimate defender, but also uh, the most loving and caring. Yeah, but being. but still, like going, I I see what you're going through, but understand that everything you see is exactly what is coming to them. Yeah. And, and he knows it. Yeah. And I mean, he's, he ends off with that emotional phrase of not frightened anything by your opponents. Like these people are dealing with extreme persecution. But then he, he goes with the little, this is a clear sign to them of their destruction. Like, oh, yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. absolute. So I don't think you should. Um, I mean, the, the wrath of God uh, is the scariest thing that could ever exist. Which is. You know, for somebody who might be new to their faith, um, it's hard for somebody to think about that. When say that again, the wrath of God, okay, should be the is the is the scariest thing that anyone could ever face. Oh yeah, but it's I was saying it's hard. It's it's probably difficult um, for new believers to think or grasp that when you know. Um, they're they're being they're in that that stage of of um, <clears throat> I don't know the word I'm trying to think of. Um, they're babe in Christ. They're yeah, new. right. They're they're yeah. new and they're and they're like on oh, that man, spiritual this, milk. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so it's I think it's reassuring um, here that like yeah like if you're in Christ you're good. Um, if you're not, bye. You know, like yeah, there there is no neutral team. Yeah, you're either for or, or you against. are against. For sure, yep. for sure. Um, let's think about this for a moment. When you have met, you ever met anybody just before you were in Christ, Josh? You don't remember because you were pretty much uh, as soon as you began to walk, you were that, you know. That is, as soon as he man, began, dude, I was a turd. Yeah. As soon as he began his marathons, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, you come to Christ at an early age, but from there, when we began, as before we did. Um, there's been people that are really just bold for the gospel that we were like, man, something, you know, they're, they're different. Something like they, what they believe is real and sincere. It challenged you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's what, you know, part of this, what he, what I know is kind of what he's saying that these people look, stand firm, you know, and, yep. and, and way that y'all are living the way that what you believe, stand firm on the gospel, don't waver, you know, keep your feet planted and, and know that they're going to come against you, and when you come against them, and don't be frightened, don't don't bow down and cower down because they're coming against you, because they're gonna they're going to uh, because of the way that you are living, the way that you are acting, it's going to be a clear sign to them that they're opposed. You know, they're 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 against the wrong thing. We know yeah. the words written yeah. on man's heart. They they know that what they're doing is wrong. The war <laughs> the war has already been won. They yep. they can they can have that little victory, um, but what's what's coming next is going to be far worse yep. than anything they could ever do to the life of the believer. And, it, and it's talking about you know standing firm against persecution. You know, uh, in Matthew five ten it says, "Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven." You yeah. Know? So and you got to think like and I know we've kind of bounced around a little bit, but with even the stoning of Stephen, and is that Acts 6 or Acts 7? Um, 
I mean, you got to imagine what he must have been thinking. The first, first martyr, first Christian martyr. Um, like he didn't, he didn't have the the book of Philippians with him when that was happening. Like for him, it was it was simple. I'm I'm dying for something I believe in. Yeah. Or because of something that I believe. I mean. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. That's just you know, people don't just do that. Yeah. Though there, I mean, obviously the way that things were then um, is way different, a lot different. We can now pretty much. Um, we not, have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, not, we're not dealing uh, with much. What do you think Paul would have been like on here? Yeah. A lot, probably a lot better than us. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, probably nothing. We wouldn't be, we'd just be sitting here listening to him talk. Um, but. But yeah, man, they knew that they were they were going to endure persecution. They knew that they were going to, through it. And and Second um, Timothy uh, tells us three twelve. Second Timothy three twelve tells us, yep. And all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall uh, suffer persecution. So it's something that that's coming for for all who are in Christ. And so that they were saying, look, if you're if you're suffering it. You know, for them, it'll be it'll be a picture and a clear sign to them of their destruction. But for you, it's going to be a clear sign that you're truly saved. You're going through something because of me. And that from God. So um, from there, what has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, uh, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. So that's kind of just bouncing off of what I just just read there. Um, in Second Timothy, it's almost like we should see it as a privilege to suffer. Like, that's what he yeah. said. That's what he said. Like we, yeah. we have the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's nothing, and it's nothing. <clears throat> seriously, it's nothing. What anything we endure, um, as far as persecution um, now, is nothing like what what Stephen or Jesus had to endure. It's not like that, you know. We're getting stoned or or crucified or, um, you know, anything like that. Not not in yeah. the United States, but not, uh, yeah, other, not other parts the, of the world. The four of us, definitely not. Yeah. yeah, not here. Not here specifically in this shop. But you know, I think I think Paul is also writing from that that historical sense too. You know, with him being a a Jew from birth and having the the knowledge and the foresight that he does. Including his, you know, on the road to the Damascus yeah, uh, interaction, being there, like the stoning. Yeah, and being there at the stoning of Stephen, like this, this guy knows Abraham's descendants, forwards and backwards. Like he understands that the people of God prior to the New Testament did not have the same access that we do. That is why it's a privilege and an opportunity for us. We're we're in that I I talk about it all the time in our Wednesday class, but we're at that point called the already, but not yet. Jesus has already come; the Holy Spirit has already descended, but He hasn't come back yet. Like we're we're still in a a, a minority part of the biblical timeline. You know, you've got if if you're a whether older new creationist, whatever human history we typically believe to be around six thousand years old. Um, you know, six thousand to bc to what when did when did the new testament start what do you mean what year did the new testament start 
uh, would have been, I don't know exactly, to be honest with you. I'd have to look. Don't you teach this class? <laughs> Trey. What, what? Maybe I misunderstood the question. Zero? <laughs> You're very close. <laughs> so Anyway, round about about 6,000 years in the Old Testament story, and then now we're you know, 2,000 plus years removed into the New Testament story. Like we're still in a minority portion of the biblical timeline. I still don't think I understood. What what question did you ask me? <laughs> ask it again, man. So so Matthew one one. Yeah. What year was it? When Matthew one one took place. One. <laughs> and like they're giggling at him, but I'm asking because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, AD. Yeah. It's been one. Means what? After I know the many year of the Lord one. Yep. I don't. I, I'm. I don't know if Josh, me, and you. I, I think we're on a different wavelength over here. There's a fine line in the middle of this table. <laughs> oh, apparently, we did not make the cut. <laughs> oh my gracious man Oh man Alright so I'm glad Josh spoke up And didn't make me feel like an idiot <laughs> Alright so For it has been granted For your sake Christ we should suffer So Dustin uh, It's a privilege here You answered the question <laughs> Can we get a real answer on that? This was not before helping we, Before we move on I believe I believe it would be one year one, yeah, the year one. of our Lord. Yeah. So why was I We're getting laughed at? <laughs> because of it. He goes, he goes zero, zero. <laughs> That's it right there. Year zero. It had to be a zero. Zero. I mean, day one. Uh, My man's going to go into integers next. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, Dustin don't it. even know what integers are. <laughs> yeah, I have to Google that when y'all leave. <laughs> so, all right, we're, we're we definitely these Texans and these big words. Yeah. All right, so it's really that just Dallas education. It's, it's the fact that we are, um, uh, and it's hard for us to even say this and to, to make sense in anybody's mind that persecution being a a privilege, not a terror. Uh, we would think that it would be a, an absolute. Um, just a terror for you to to uh, to suffer uh, for something, you know. But it's but this is you know showing us for us it, it would not be at at all um, that persecution is in a sense of being exalted, you know, in that that time frame. There, thinking through that, even even now, for if that was something that we were that we were going through dealing with. Um, that uh, that we're but, but we know through the scripture that what it teaches us that if we're going to um, you know desire to, to live for him and desire to live a godly life we'll endure persecution um, so we will suffer in some sort of sort of manner so obviously now we're in the Bible Belt uh, in 2024 yeah year <laughs> 2024 uh, uh, never mind. So then, like, what what is some stuff? I mean, just let's we're not dealing with the persecution that they're dealing with. No, that's a that's a complete. No. You you missed that part when you went up to go grab something from the fridge. 
What? That's what Trey was talking about earlier. That we're not dealing with it? Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're not. But just thinking through that, what are we... We're not... We're dealing with um, Facebook trollers commenting on your posts saying... No kidding. You know, whatever. No, what do they say, Trey? Just... You can't, you can't, you can't repeat it. But you can delete it. Yeah. So how hard is that? It's, it's not, but... I thought you were talking about people calling us balls all the time. But oh, no. You really went a different route with yeah, that? Yeah, no, I wasn't. No. <laughs> yeah, we can't let field that. Keep it on track. Keep it on track. You're dealing with, with uh, the modern persecution, which is more sticks and stones may make break my bones, but words will never hurt me type stuff. Um, but it's not, like I said, it's not like none of us are getting beat up because we believe the Lord. And we won't because we live in small town Tennessee, where it's a, um, well, you know, it's really just a, a part of growing up here. There's a church on every corner, kind of deal. Um, <clears throat> but um, you are going to run into it, and I'm sure um, across the country, deal, you know, different big cities that you're not in um, uh, the simpler lifestyle. Um, yeah, I'm sure you could potentially have to deal with some some rough stuff but um i think for the most part now it's um for us is is disagreements or you know well if if there was a god um my my mother wouldn't have died of cancer you know stuff like that there's not the one mindness anymore and uh and and you think people people like suffer but they people suffer for some things that it's not even like Jesus related. Like you suffer in sports, you know what I'm saying? Like you suffer through sprints and whatever, and you'll do that all day because you believe. Yeah, you, you want to win. You believe you want to win. Well, it comes to it comes to Jesus and and the Bible and and learning it and growing in it. And the first time somebody says disagrees with what you're saying, you just fold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So wh- why why would why would you put yourself through the turmoil of three days in football, and then the first time somebody says something, you just go go soft and you don't stand by. <clears throat> you cower down. You, you just cower down to we, your opponents. Uh, you know. That's we talked about this last night. Is is having fuel? Um, you know, how do you memorize, read, um, study, meditate? all these different ways that you can um, memorize the, the word um, because there might be a time where you're in that situation where you need it. And um, we talked about context. So many times now you're dealing with people taking stuff out of context and yeah. using it in the wrong sense, wrong form, and misunderstanding. Um, will you talk about the you know, read the the first the twenty verses before it and the twenty verses after it, and then you can we can try to um, understand it. Don't just read the one verse or half the verse. Got to hammer down they like those Thessalonians. Yeah, yeah. There's no one in big words. So, um, being persecuted uh, is not something that we again should 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 worry about. Um, I believe that if you were to die. Uh, and if we think about all of our lives and we were to go out and you think about ways that you would want to go out, 
you would think about maybe I want to, you know, I want, I want to slow, I want to, I want to pass away a peaceful, wherever it may be, however it may be. But do we, the the highest level of going out and dying would be for Christ. Yep, for Him. So, and I, and I think that would be something that if you want to say that you lived your life to honor and praise the Lord and glorify Him. You go out that way. Not that you purposely are going to try to get, I'm going right now, I'm going to try to get killed for the Lord, you know, but if you were to die a martyr's death, um, it's the highest honor imaginable to be able to, to represent and serve the Lord of all till to the very end of your, you know, your, your life and to go out for it. And so it's not something that you should fear or be frightened about. And that's what he's telling them, you know, pretty much here. Don't be frightened of anything by your opponents. Clear sign of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that's from God. For it's been granted that you, for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in Him, but also suffer for His sake. So they're going to go through it. They're going to deal with it. Now the gospel has reached here, and we're not going through it as much as as they are, as we are staying here. Um, not that we shouldn't be going other places, because we we should, and be making sure the gospel gets out in other places. But we're not enduring it and going through it like you know, like they are. So. Uh, y'all have anything else there? You want to finish up in thirty? Uh, oh well, that was a for me that was a good transition into thirty. Um, so thirty says we are in the struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. <clears throat> we read that from a good from my. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Poor boy can't do nothing right. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Proceed, sir. Um, so Paul went through sufferings and we in second corinthians 11 verses 23 through 27 there's a lot of different sufferings that that paul went through so paul is going through it so um i say that to say that you know if you go through a, a little bit of of suffering and persecution you have to um I use the Forrest Gump analogy all the time. Here, Here we you can't go. Do it again. You, you can't do it again. You're you going to start getting tired uh, for this one, too. <laughs> you can't do that one again. You've got, no, no you've more got Forrest to Gump. lean on your brothers and sisters um, because that, you know, that's. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to do it? <laughs> go ahead. What? Nothing. Um, lean on your brothers and sisters. Yeah, you got to lean on your brothers and sisters uh, just like, you know, Sometimes they might need to lean on you <laughs> so you don't fall I didn't down. say it. <laughs> so you don't fall I didn't say it. <laughs> and that Vietnam mud. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't use his joke that he used last night. Which one? Yeah, no, we no, can't no, say we that. Can't oh, say no, that no, no, no. So they're, they're engaged in the same mm-hmm. conflict um, um, that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. Well, so. he, was in, he was in prison in Philippi. Well, he was in prison in, here yeah, in and, Rome, yeah, writing Rome? to Philippi. Right, but yeah. wasn't he in prison in Philippi before? Yeah, he he went to, and then now he's back in prison again, somewhere else. Somewhere else. Yep. I think I think we see two different conflicts here, because um, we can we can reference back to verse twenty two and twenty three, um, or back to twenty one. Sorry, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which shall I choose? I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ, for that is far better. Um, so we, we see, obviously, he's in prison. 
he's he's facing external conflict. He's facing internal conflict about making sure that this church that he's helped grow and plant is doing what they're supposed to be doing. But he's still facing internal struggle between what he wants versus what he knows he needs to do. Whether it's fruit of what he can make or fruit of what Christ can become to other people. So I, I think it's important that, you know, we when we take something like Philippians 1, we take all of Philippians 1 together. And, you know, obviously he can he can just be talking about being persecuted externally and in prison, not probably not having a great time under Nero in prison. But, you know, he's still referencing internal struggle, just like what we all deal with. And it's something that, you know, us in 21st century Tennessee, like we can we can easily relate to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like Paul, he, Paul was like, he, he went to Philippi to start a church. Well, then they got mad. They put him in jail. Well, then he converted the jailer. So then they got mad about that, let him go. And then he was out sharing again. Well, let's put him back in jail. Well, then he's in, in there converting all the emperor's guards. He's and just then, got that so dog they're, in They're him. like, let him out again. Mm-hmm. And they just can't figure out. You can't put him down. Yeah, you can't put yeah. him down. He's just fighting the opponents the entire time and winning. Resilient. Know? Winners yep. win. You well, know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it gives us a big picture of what will hap- What we should do if persecution comes against us. Um, he, he, he fought and fought and fought and fought against it, and the Lord protected him. Um you know, all through the you know the whole time. Eventually, obviously, he was martyred yeah. for, for that for for his faith. But um, so many times he was he was protected, and it was a great picture of what yeah. you know the Lord's protection over his life. You know, throughout his life, where he was living, and how the Lord was protecting him and keeping him safe. And it's a picture of how we should handle that as well if we have it come against us. How he 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 left a big picture uh, of how they should deal with it and what what kind of we see as Paul's circumstances, Paul views as opportunity. Yeah. He's got that, he's got that mind shift that he, he goes to that next level. He doesn't just stop when something comes up. It's the same goal, different place, different situation, but he's going to do the same thing regardless. And we're going to be joyful no matter where we're at. Mm -hmm. And he, yeah, like, whereas I think, you know, a lot of 21st century Christians, we would definitely crumble under that weight. Of like, man, I am in jail for what I have tried to share about Christ. Paul did not. He did not crumble, which is what makes him a leader in the faith. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Man, that's... Josh, you're welcome back anytime, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut all the jokes, though. You got to... You gotta. Uh... Yeah, y'all got to get your game faces together. Who? Y'all. Y'all ain't... <laughs> y'all ain't over there. It all came from that side of the table. So you were laughing uh, just as hard as we were. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? So what's the main point here? You know, what do we see in this text as far as a not not our application, but you know, what we say the main point of this this passage is to live as Christ, live as citizens of heaven. Yeah. To live as Christ and to, um, and then you could sum that up in that you know because Christ also suffered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could uh, uh, live as Christ, live for Christ in all circumstances, through all situations, you know, that we are to, no matter what we face, what we go through, we're to live our life uh, worthy, live our life for the glory of God, 
through persecution, through the good, through the bad, um, with the same mindset, same goals as, as other believers, trying to do the same thing together. You got anything there, Luke? Uh, I was going to say live as Christ, but um, thanks, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's yeah, good. It's the main point. We got you, you, you know, pull it out of there. What about some application? What should we pull out of that? Stop Stop Man. viewing things as circumstance. View it as opportunity. Yeah. Mind over matter. Oh, yeah. What did you say? Mind yeah. over matter. Mind over matter. Yeah. Yeah, don't let the circumstances dictate how joyful you can be. That's right. And how much you can spread and, and what you can do for other people, no matter no matter what, sharing, sharing the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what I would say, too. You know, that um, I, I think... For me, I have an opportunity every week, multiple times to preach, uh, and I do not look at that as an out that I don't have to do what I'm called to do as far as living for the Lord outside of you know I still have to follow God you know live for the Lord, make Him known, share the gospel with others. So, with saying that, me you know I, I, when I I just see the word frightened, it stands out because still we have this difficulty where it's like okay i need to share with them i need to talk with them i need to you know and we still don't do it sometimes out of the fear of maybe a small verbal persecution you know like what do we have to lose uh, like, heavy tongue lashing yeah yeah like well <laughs> these people probably aren't gonna we with well, the way that the law is they're not fixing to do anything pretty hein- really heinous to us no, they're gonna know? look at you and slap you yeah. at most yeah. and just run away and go yeah. man this dude's a freak yeah so and just just me just thinking through that you know like i need to uh me personally think i need to be a little yeah i preach whatever but i i think that i could live my life a little more um you know passionate outside uh in my daily affairs you know walking out through my daily life um mm-hmm. for the lord um and i think we you know all could say that we we could do that there's many opportunities we miss because we're not as bold as we need to be mm-hmm. uh, it's just a, a picture of what a bold uh believer looks like through the life of paul and and uh, and also um you know, as a as a pastor, just kind of thinking through that, uh, it gives you a, a great picture of a marks of a you know a strong church having the same uh, same spirit, same mind, locking our arms together for the same you know for the same sake, no matter what you know, standing on the word, doing it right, uh, not worry about what's coming against you, knowing that you're you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, so that'd be mine, man. Uh, you got anything else, Trey? I just. You know, you ain't, you don't get to, you or you ain't, you don't got to, you get to, the, yeah. the old saying. We shouldn't, you know, use this as a, a you know, a burden or, ah, yeah, guess I gotta, yeah. guess I'll share Jesus with these people, you know, whatever. No, you get to. A lot of, you're, respo- know, you're responsible yeah. for everything that you know. And, and this isn't the freedom that a lot of places have, you know, wherever, overseas, whatever um crazy people that you know might have something wrong with them and you know would probably do something crazy um so you should uh i think just capitalize uh like we talked about last week um use your opportunities um and and do it with a happy heart because the happiness rubs off on people yeah yeah man um I'm excited about uh, Philippians two. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite chapters. Um, 
I love Philippians too. It's really good, especially around twelve and thirteen. It's a it's encouragement, right? Yeah, it's good mm-hmm. stuff, man. So we'll be in that next week. Um, before we close, Josh, won't you uh, share with us the greatest news that's ever been given? Of course, and I'll even share it in your little acrostic version, which is commonly called the Gospel Keys. Yeah. So God <laughs> created us. Am I going the right way with this? It really feels yeah, like yeah. I am. Yeah. God Go created it. us. Our sins. Our choices separated us. We needed a Savior to come in and save us. And life with Him can start now and last forever when we choose to believe in Him. Yeah, man. Amen. No hope for us apart apart from Him. He's our only hope um, for us to die to ourselves and understand that's the only way we'll be able to stand before God, Mm -hmm. righteous, uh, through the perfect work of Jesus. Now let's pray and we will... Um, closer down for the night. Enjoyed our time together. Thanks for coming again, Josh. Um, of course. Before we get off here, we do want to tell you to um, like and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Share it with all your friends, yeah. family. And, and then apologize that we cut all the way up on this one a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do better next time. We knew we were going to have it. some fun with this one. Oh, yeah. I was like, I can't wait till Josh gets on. That'd be fun. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for tonight. Thank you for our time together that you give us each week. Lord, I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for, uh, for the men of God to get to come together and, and, and study the scriptures together. Lord, we pray that you uh, use this uh, podcast to reach those who have not yet heard the, the gospel. Uh, Lord, she'll take this um uh, to to places where we uh, do not didn't even think that it would ever be able to go, Lord. That you'll use this to, to reach those who haven't heard, and Lord, they'll understand their need for for a savior. Lord, we thank you for um, for other people doing the same thing. Lord, you'll you'll, you'll bless their um, you know their work as well. That you'll use them greatly. And Lord, we pray you know, for our churches and for us as men to um, as we go out and uh, and lead our, lead our wives and our children. Lord, we thank you uh, for the opportunities you give us. Um, that we that we honor you in everything that we do, and Lord, as we go into the world, that you'll give us these these opportunities, and no matter uh, the difficulty, and no matter what we we think, that we'll be willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that we um, get the gospel uh, across to those who who desperately need it. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. His name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.